set, and it's time for the Foul Life Tech Tip. Greenhead Gear presents Decoy Tactics with Chad Belding. And I mean this to all you goose hunters out there. Nothing will kill geese. Canada Snow Specs. Lesser Canada geese than full body Canada goose decoys. No questions asked. We're going after lesser Canada geese on today's podcast. And Chad's pulling out all the stops from his goose hunting playbook. The lessers, you hit the stop button on the spinners off the remote and start hammering them on the wrecking ball. Black, 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 black. High pitch, sharp, double clucking like there's no tomorrow. Calling at them until their toenails hit the dirt in those cornfields of the front range. Now for America's most cherished waterfowler, Chad Belding. What's up, everybody? Chad Belding back at you. The Foul Life Podcast. This is another tech tip, if you will. Been getting a lot of requests for instructions, and this one is going to be decoys. The Foul Life Podcast. Tech tips instruction brought to you by Greenhead Gear Decoys. Are you a decoy fanatic like myself? Floater ducks, floater geese, full body silhouettes, specks, snows, Canada's, lesser Canada's, mallards, pintails, widgeon, gadwalls, wood ducks, diver species, teal, blue wing, green wing, cinnamon. Greenhead Gear offers it all. So much realism. That's why we say first and finishing. And that's what I'm talking about today is I've been getting a lot of questions about hunting lesser Canada geese. We've been doing it a long time. My good friend and mentor, Fred Zink, taught me the ways of hunting the Canada lesser. And to this day, right now in 2023, they're absolutely my favorite species of geese to call. I like calling honkers. Specs are cool. Snows are cool. If you can do it, e-callers are better. There's something about these little Canada's, their vocabulary, their aggressiveness, their obnoxiousness. They're just cool geese. And when they do it, boy, do they do it. They don't shortstop you. They don't cut you on the outsides, spin off like the big Canada's do a lot. I know that big Canada's will do it. Trust me. I've seen it. I love it. But man, Lester's when they ball up and they decide we're doing it. I don't care if you're in Alberta. Saskatchewan is easily my favorite province in Canada to hunt lessers. I don't care if you're in Nebraska, Kansas, Front Range, Colorado, Eastern Texas, Central Texas, tons of them in Kansas, Oklahoma. They're so fun to call. And this decoy tip is going to be one that I noticed the last couple of weeks in Canada that I'm used to running huge spreads for lessers. And I think that's because... When they group up, they get really big feeds going on, but it's not necessarily the case for getting them to decoy. And I mean, decoy, right? Big spreads work. And I don't know how big you can get with your lesser spread, but I'm talking 12, 15, 24 dozen full bodies mixed in some silhouettes. Maybe that's been the norm. Front Range, Colorado, down in Oklahoma, a lot of the spreads are elaborate. They're really big. You might put some mojos in the middle of that spread because there's so many mallards going into those peanut fields. But as far as decoying lessers, some of the tips that I would give out with confidence are try it small. Try six dozen full bodies. I love the Greenhead Gear full body lessers. Fully flocked are my preference. But man, these lesser decoys are so realistic. You can kill them over honker decoys. Don't get me wrong. But if you're really going to target lessers, and that's what you're going after that day, that's what's in your sights. You're targeting lesser Canada geese. 
Get some green headgear lesser full bodies. They're amazing. The color, the texture, they're anatomically correct. The feather detail, the postures, the heads up, the walkers, the actives, the sentries, the feeders, the active feeders, the walking feeders. They're a very realistic proportional decoy to what you're targeting when it comes to lesser Canada geese. Eight dozen. Snow geese are in the area. And some of the questions we get is when you're in Canada or in areas where you might have a chance for snows, I don't overdo it with snows because I don't want the lessers to be pissed off. I don't want them to be bugged. You know, they don't like snow geese. I don't, you can say they do. I think specs like snows or will put up with snows more, but I don't even think specs really like them. They separate themselves from them for sure. They're always going to get on the outer edge of them. Same with lessers. I've seen lessers in Canada where they're in a good feed grouped up. Here come the snows. They go, well, there's got to be food down there because them lessers are pretty thick. I've seen lessers pick up and leave and go to another field. That's why scouting's so important. That might be your spot A. That might be your choice A. You got to go back and put them to bed. You go see B and C. You go back to A and you're like, where'd they all go? Well, them snows came in. They pushed them out. Wasn't an eagle. It wasn't a coyote. It was snow geese. Pushed them out of there. I've seen it happen. I've documented. I've taken notes. I've literally like just sat there and awe on my binoculars and had my journal taking notes with Freddie of like, wow, they really are leaving. They don't like snows. But I truly think if there's snows in the area and you sprinkle a couple, they call it salt and pepper. But if you sprinkle a couple snow goose full bodies on the outer edges of your specs. So if you picture the number eight from an aerial view out in front of your blinds. I don't know if you're in ground blinds or a panel blind, an A-frame on the edge in the middle. Let's picture lessers in a field with a panel blind that's blended in as a false line, a tree line, a bush line. Take the decoy, the first one on your stake or your stand from the edge of your blind and walk it off 22 steps. Put your stake in the ground or set your decoy on the stand on the ground right there. That's your kill hole. That's the center of your decoy spread right there. That might be the beginning of it. Your kill hole could be right behind it. But don't come in very much closer to your blind than 22 yards, 22 steps. It's about three feet and a step. So that's 22 yards, 66 feet. Now picture the number eight and you see those holes on the outer edges of those curves of the number eight on the left far side and the right far side. That's where I sprinkle in my snows. Then I kind of get heavy around that inner edge on both sides of the eight closest to the blind, lighter on the outer edges of the eight, and then light in the middle where the two circles are adjoining on the number eight. And what I'm doing is, as those geese approach, I'm letting them see that there's active geese. I got some walking in from the edges. I have ones in the middle with their heads down feeding, but I'm giving them a realistic scope of what lessers like to see, and that's multiple landing zones. Honkers, a lot of people set up with one runway. This is where I want them to light. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But with lessers, multiple holes. You could even put a couple decoys in the middle of both of your holes in that number eight and make it four holes. 
but I've come to see that lessers really like multiple holes. They pick where they're going to land and they come down in a ball and then they kind of spread out like mallards and flooded timber, if you will, to where they group up. And then once they get below the canopy, they kind of break up. That's why calling the shot on mallard ducks in the timber isn't always easy. And filming them is even harder because it's hard to get a good bunch of mallards on film at the same time in flooded timber. Cause once they get below that canopy, <clears throat> they kind of just picking where they want to land and they could be landing, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40 feet apart from each other. It's typical in flooded timber, Arkansas style duck hunting. And with lessers, they're going to pick different holes. They're going to ball up, but then some will go to the left. Some will go to the right. Some will stay in the middle. They're an awesome bird to decoy. So if you can picture that multiple opportunities or options for these lessers to land in, make sure that those holes are in areas giving your whole blind an opportunity for a clean ethical shot. Don't put a whole way on the far left, giving him an opportunity to light over there because the guys on the girls on the far right aren't going to be safe shooting across that shooting lane to get them unless you're calling people out and only certain sides of the blinds or sections of the blinds are shooting at any given time. So think about being realistic with less decoys and multiple landing holes. And one of the reasons for the less decoys is if the conditions aren't perfect and you got a bunch of stalemates down there, they're sitting in concrete, they're not moving. It's more opportunity for the real birds in the air to pick you apart that they're not real. They just look fake. The less the decoys are, different positions, different postures, it doesn't give them as much to look at. They're either going to do it or they're not. You're not going to decoy every group. <clears throat> Sorry, these allergies are kicking my butt. You're not going to decoy every group, nor should you. No goose hunter does. Maybe Sean Stahl did at one time. Maybe Fred Zink, Tim Grounds, who knows? But you're not going to decoy every group, no matter who you are, no matter where you're at. And in Canada, they're still going to give you the flyby and the middle finger. I guarantee it. So think about the night before the hunt, visualizing, using the art of visualization of this decoy spread. I don't have that many decoys. I can't hunt lessers. Yes, you can. I just did it for three weeks in Canada. Now, again, people like they're in Canada. You still got to work for them. You still got to trick them. Even in Canada, you don't get every flock. And there's a lot of opportunity there. Thank God there's a lot of opportunity because you don't get them all. But man, did we decoy the lessers. And we never used over eight dozen full body Canada goose decoys, green headgear. We did put some mojos in there on some hunts. One of the last hunts of the trip, <clears throat> eight dozen full body Canada goose greenhead gear, four and a half dozen greenhead gear, full body mallard decoys, fully flocked and three mojo mallards, the new mojo mallard with the black and white spinning wings, unbelievable decoy. Great work, Terry Denman on the remotes. I had all three of the mojos paired on a one remote hanging off my lanyard. And I'm like, we are going to mop the ducks up. Some clouds roll in, take away our sunshine and our lighting. It turns a little hazy, gray and dark. Some mallards do it. Most of them don't. No sunshine, <clears throat> no mallard. Let me say that again. No sunshine, no mallard. I truly believe that. People are going to go, well, you taught me something because back home, we only kill them when it rains. Okay, that's fine. Mallards want sunshine or they don't act like mallards. That's my opinion, but I've learned it along the way and I truly believe it. But the lessers, you hit the stop button, the off button on the spinners off the remote and start hammering them on the wrecking ball. Black, 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 high pitch sharp. I did a podcast last night, Jargon Game Calls Keep Talking series about the sharpness of the wrecking ball. Feet down, 
cupped up, killing eight, 10, one group, 13 out of it, five shooters, 13 birds dead. That's pretty good. 15 shells, 13 dead. Only two shells went undaunted. It's pretty good shooting. I'm talking tight, small decoy spread placed perfectly, but we went long, a long number eight, almost, if you will, not perfect number eight, but break it up, make some family groups. It's to your discretion. It's your hunt. Visualize it. Blank canvas. Make it your masterpiece. Throw some oils at it and paint your picture. Make it your hunt. Don't say I got to make it a perfect number eight. That ain't going to look cool. Have some walking in. Have some broken up family groups. It's like a broken up number eight. And by gosh, did they do it in the kill holes. Left hole, right hole. I'm talking just a dream lesser hunt. What I thought going into it was, man, these lessers, they're going to be tough. They want big groups. They're in big feeds. Clouds roll in. It gets hazy gray and dark. Mallards say, eh, maybe eh, 30. We're not going to finish. Some of them finished. Still not that pretty. Lessers read the script and did it like it was their job. So think about that. You don't need big decoy spreads to kill lesser cannon geese. There are going to be situations if you're running traffic on the front range of Colorado and there's competition everywhere, you might need to up your game and up your numbers, flagging better, realistic, legitimate calling, sharp and high-pitched sounds, double clucking like there's no tomorrow, calling at them until their toenails hit the dirt in those cornfields of the front range where all those dairies are. And when the wind blows your way, you will smell them and know that there's dairies and slaughterhouses in the area, Greeley, Colorado, other places on the front range as well. It's a goose hunter's paradise along the Platte River there. There's so many gravel pits and man-made ponds and subdivision ponds with fountains. There's geese everywhere. You might have to up your decoy game if you're running traffic. But if you're there where they're at and you find the X and you get on it, whether it's permission or a lease, you own the land, your buddy owns the land, you get the opportunity, you're blessed to hunt it. You don't need to overdo that decoy spread. You can do it. Make it big, make it long, make it realistic. Look like geese, move like geese, sound like geese. Make sure your concealment is perfect. If you are in a panel blind, you got to have head cover, back cover, overhead cover. Hopefully they don't get over the top of you, but when lessers are in the zone, they don't care. They get aggressive and they want to get to the ground. So give them that ground area, that aerial view of multiple landing holes. Eight dozen full bodies. You could probably do it with a couple less. Number eight, broken up. Actives, sentries, walkers, feeders, active feeders, and put them in the dish. Have confidence. Know that you're going to get them. Call at them like it's a gang fight and you're talking smack and you want them to turn around because you talk such good smack, they're going to come back and say, what's up? It's time to roll. What'd you say? That might not be how you call. Maybe you think birds of a feather flock together. Maybe it's every goose loves every goose. I don't think so. I don't think they like each other much at all. I don't think ducks like much each other much at all. They're greedy. They're jumping in front of each other. They'll bat you in the head. They'll put their claws, right, their toenails right in the head of a duck in front of them as they land to try to get corn or peanuts off the ground. I watch it all the time with how aggressive they feed. It's amazing. So I got a lot of questions. 
snows in the area, sprinkle some snows on those outer edges. You don't need a ton. If the snows want to do it, they're going to do it. When they see that white, the wind's right. Wind helps a ton with snow goose hunting. Any waterfowl hunting, you want wind. Let's not lie at our backs. I want sunshine at our backs. Unless you're going to side shoot them, you can do that too. I don't like side shooting lessers. I don't like side shooting mallards, but I'll do it. But I like them coming straight in. But it depends on what you're doing. If your hide's not 100%, you might not want them coming straight in because they're looking at the hide the entire time on their approach. In dry fields, mallards take a lot of false approaches, a lot of false runs, we call them. Dave Stanley taught me that. They're always coming at you. They might see something they don't like, and that third false run might be their last false run, and they're gone. So side shooting them might not be a bad idea, so think about that. We'll talk about winds and crosswinds and side shooting mallard ducks, Canada geese, lesser Canada geese, snows, in future episodes of the Fowl Life Podcast. But I wanted to come on here tonight on this tech tip brought to you again by Greenhead Gear Decoys, first and finishing, and talk about shooting lesser Canada geese and that you don't have to have an elaborate 12, 15, 18, 24, 30 dozen decoy spread, full bodies, to kill them. Silhouettes do work. I'd much rather have silhouettes on a gray day, hazy day, low dome day than a sunny day. No matter who, what manufacturer it is, I'd rather hunt them on an overcast, cloudy day than a sunny day any day of the week. We've killed a lot of geese and ducks over our green headgear silhouettes. Specs, Canada's, Mallards, they work, but I'd much rather use them on a cloudy day, just being honest. Doesn't mean you can't get them on a sunny day, and you might. I'm just not 100% sold on silhouettes, especially by themselves. I'm always going to mix them with full bodies. Nothing, and I mean this to all you goose hunters out there. Nothing will kill geese, wild geese, Canada snow specks, lesser Canada geese than full body Canada goose decoys. No questions asked. You can argue that with me. We'll have a battle. We'll argue speech and debate. I'll listen. You listen. We'll figure it out. But nobody's going to ever persuade me that you can kill them over silhouettes only more so than full bodies. People talk about, well, they're easy to carry in. They're easy to store. Yeah, well, that's all you're going to be doing is carrying them in and storing them, but you're not going to be eating geese, getting straps full of geese on a consistent basis without full bodies, period. Keep that in mind. Think about your decoy spread. You can kill snows by sprinkling in. We had 14, seven on one side and seven on the other. I remember it like yesterday. They wanted to put six and six. I said, no, it's my birthday. Seven's my lucky number. Put seven there, seven there, and we decoyed snow geese. Mopped up the lesser can of geese, killed about 18 mallards, but it wasn't pretty. The sunlight wasn't there. The night before that, when we had the sunlight, we could have shot every mallard in Saskatchewan. We killed our five-man limit, 40 mallards, 38 greenheads, and two hens. Quick, close, dead, black cloud, three-inch number threes and fours. No cripples, dead, stone dead. Duff, my yellow Labrador retriever, bringing them back. Unbelievable hunt. Canada was amazing. We're going to talk about it more on here. Thank you to Grant Kuypers and Buck Paradise. Thank you to Barkley Fisher and the entire crew at Quick Load Waterfowl, Saskatchewan. And my main man, Dave Stanley. It was great fun hunting with you in Alberta. I'm Chad Belling. This is the Fowl Life Podcast. Tech tip, decoys by Greenhead Gear, first and finishing. I hope that helps. Send us a question, info at thefowllife.com. Send us a direct message at the Fowl Life TV on Instagram or Camo Space or Facebook. Let us know what you want to hear. Ask us questions. And please go leave us a review. Do you like us? Do you not? Tell us why. How can we improve? How can we be more informative, more entertaining? We want to grow with you. We truly respect our audience. That's why we do it. Thank you for all the support of all of our brands, all of our partners. We could not do it without them. 
Stay safe during the 2023-2024 duck and goose season. I hope you're getting ready for a great Halloween. We're having a little Halloween party slash birthday party this weekend. I'm not going to let it out of the bag of what my costume is, but it's going to be a fun time. It's the greatest time of the year, Thanksgiving upon us, Jesus' birthday and Christmas. Stay safe. Stay warm. Wear banded. Thank you all so much for the support. Until the next episode of the Fowl Eye Podcast, I truly appreciate all the downloads and listens and all the recommendations to your friends and family. I'm very humbled. I'm going to stay humbled in this industry and in this lifestyle. Talk to you soon. I'm Chad Belding. This has been another episode of the Fowl Life Podcast. Greenhead gear decoys, first to finish. Active sentries, walkers, feeders, active feeders. Put them in the dish. Have confidence. Know that you're going to get them. Call at them like it's a gang fight and you're talking smack and you want them to turn around because you talk such good smack, they're going to come back and say, what's up? It's time to roll. For greenhead gear decoys and all your waterfowl must-haves, visit banded.com and the Fowl Life Tech Tip. Greenhead gear presents decoy tactics with Chad Belding. We'll return in a moment hang tight we run trailers we run rigs we run down the highways and we depend on featherlight of reno the chipman family to make sure that every single one of our foul life trailers provider trailers are ready to go they build them out it is unbelievable to know the strength the durability the precision that goes into every single one of the trailers that they sell they do not cut corners and we work exclusively with featherlight of reno dustin chipman his wife laura thank you so much you see the foul life trucks and trailers going down the highway i want you to envision what's going on inside of that trailer with our secure gun lockers our ammo boxes our waiter hangers all of our shelving everything that keeps all of our arsenal organized and trust me we have a lot utvs being tied down our traegers tied down in there everything has its home everything goes back to where we found it and that is the key to success y'all if you didn't know it organization is the key to success and featherlight of reno trailers helps us be consistently successful and safe and keeps all of our gear safe and dry and protected and secured as we hit America's highway, byways, back roads, dirt roads, chasing the migration. We do it year round. Thank you to Featherlight of Reno for being the official trailer, enclosed trailers, flatbed trailers of the Foul Life podcast and Benelli's The Foul Life TV. It's called Benelli's The Foul Life for a reason. We love Benelli. They are the top shelf of waterfowl shotguns, all shotguns for that matter, in my opinion. But when you start talking about duck blinds, goose blinds, lay down blinds, panel blinds, pit blinds, the debris, the wear and tear, everything that we put our guns through throughout a duck season, whether it's a 60 day duck season in the south or you start up north and north of the border in Canada, Alberta, Saskatchewan and follow the migration south. Some of us, myself included, hunt over 120 days a year and every single time I squeeze that Benelli trigger, it goes bam. I'm so proud and honored to be part of the Benelli family. And when it comes to the Super Black Eagle 3, the 12 gauge, the 20 gauge, the 28 gauge, I absolutely love this line of shotguns, the inertia, every single thing from the rib down to the sight, to the choke tube, to the constrictions, the performance is what it's all about with Benelli. The Super Black Eagle series in 12 gauge, 20 gauge, and 28 gauge, whether you get Rob Roberts to build the performance shop or you keep them straight out of the box factory, they perform. They're simply 
perfect. It's Benelli. It's the confidence of shouldering that shotgun and the responsibility of pointing it at a live animal and squeezing that trigger. The dispatch, humane, ethics, everything that goes into it. Benelli believes in the culture of the duck hunter, the goose hunter, the turkey hunter, the upland hunter. So whether you're doing sporting clays, whether you're chasing waterfowl, chasing upland, chasing turkeys, Benelli builds a shotgun for you. Benelli's the foul life. They're 13 seasons as our title sponsor. Can you imagine this relationship? Thank you, Benelli. Thank you all for supporting Benelli. And I know it's all of our goal to walk into that sporting good, that Benelli dealer, that store, and say, let me shoulder that super black eagle. And now you can do it in so many gauges, the sub gauges included. We're fired up. Good luck this season. Stay safe out there and shoot straight. Shoot Benelli. Have you become a member of California Waterfowl Association, CWA? Check them out at calwaterfowl.org. It doesn't matter if you live in Kansas or Florida, New York, Alberta, Arkansas, Iowa. I don't care. Become a member of California Waterfowl Association. They're fighting for hunters' rights every day behind the scene. Their advocacy is second to none. They are an unbelievable force to be reckoned with. And if I told you the work that they're doing right now, you would want to become a member. It can happen to us all. You saw Bill 28 just got signed into law. CWA is still continuously fighting that to get rid of that 11% tax on firearms and ammunition. It's going to spread eastward, I promise. And CWA has been at the forefront of hunters' rights, not just waterfowl hunters, but upland hunters, deer hunters, predator hunters, bear hunters, you name it. They have fought for the rights of so many outdoors men and women across this country, and they continue to do so, and they need our help. Become a life member. Become a yearly member at calwaterfowl.org. Attend a banquet if you're in the area, hit us up at info at the if you need any questions answered. Put that decal on your truck window, on your trailer. Be a proud member of California Waterfowl Association and join the fight. We need it, I promise you. It's CWA. I'm a proud member. Everybody on the Foul Life crew is. You can see a ton of episodes we film with my good friend Rock Merlo in upstate California representing California Waterfowl Association. If it wasn't for them, I truly don't know what the state of waterfowl hunting and other species would be in the state of California. Let's get involved. Let's become a member. CalWaterfowl.org. Thank you for supporting the California Waterfowl Association. The Foul Life Tech Tip. Greenhead Gear presents Decoy Tactics with Chad Belding has come to an end. Stay safe, stay warm, wear banded. Thank you all so much for the support. But to further your waterfowl education, be sure to listen to the Foul Life Tech Tip. Greenhead Gear presents Decoy Tactics by streaming each episode on thefowllife.com, SoundCloud, iHeart, or Spotify. Thanks for listening. And remember, Greenhead Gear decoys first to finish.